everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Venturing Out, where we dive into conversation with Elijah Muhammad, founder of Symphony Candles, where he emphasizes the importance of caring for your customers and bringing people together. What up, what up, and welcome back to another episode of the Venturing Out podcast, here with your co-host Shane Trevino. And I'm Kelly Carr, and I'm super excited to announce that we're here with Elijah Muhammad, who is the founder and owner of Symphony Candle Co. Yeah, um, what up, what up? Nice to be here with y'all. Thank you for the opportunity to tell you guys about my inspiration for Symphony and the things I want to do. Yeah, no, we're excited to have you here, Elijah. So just to help our listeners get a better idea of who you are, just kind of take us through a little bit of your story and how you got here to Waco. I got you. Um, so uh, I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. Um, came out here on the last minute decision um, to go to school. Parents was like, yo, you have to try to figure out something. Um, I definitely, from the beginning, always wanted to be my own boss. And so uh, I, did, I dabbled a little bit in school and I was like, after a while, I was like, Elijah, stop wasting your time. Figure out what you want to do with your life. Um, and so I was, I decided to just focus on, you know, working. Um, and I worked for a while and it was like, I hate working for people. Um, so, um, I spent time trying to figure out <clears throat> what I wanted to do from there. Um, and from there I was like, okay, I tried a, a, a clothing company originally. I wanted to start that. And yeah. I was like, that takes a lot of capital. So I was like, let's try to figure out something that's more in your warehouse financially right now. Yeah. And so um, that's what kind of landed me to uh, pursuing Symphony Candle Company. Yeah, no, that's awesome. <clears throat> and Symphony Candle, just so our listeners know, it's how it sounds. It's a, you know, it's a candle place here in company. And do you, it's a candle place here in Waco. And do you want to elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, um, so we mostly do events, um, and we, we're traveling in the state. We've done um, one in Oklahoma, um, but we mostly do Waco. Um, we do Dallas, of course, Houston, and San Antonio. A, a lot of the major cities, we actually have one in Hamilton, an event that we're going to do in Hamilton this weekend. So um, right now, we're trying to do a bunch of um, events, and just to build the brand. Um, we're still fairly early in the process of, um, you know, being a business. So building a brand is really important, like, because I've ran into a lot of candles that I think does not smell the best, right? <laughs> so I'm like, but I see them in everyone's houses, right? And um, they're, you know, they're high-end sort of, um, if y'all didn't know, I just did quotations on the high-end. <laughs> um, and so, but people love the name. And so um, they, they, they buy it. And so the most important thing that we can do right now is establish a following, establish and get like proper feedback. And that's the great thing about, um, you know, doing events is like you can see a person's facial expression right in front of you. And so that's really powerful, um, even if their words doesn't, you know, really communicate what they really felt. You see it instantly when they smell something by the frown and then like it's just. I love it. Um, for the most part, people love our fragrances. Um, the way we set it up, uh, we take we, uh, we take the top off of all of our candles, and so 
probably about two or three booths down, people can smell our, our candles. I'm like, man, you guys smell great. And so that's the great thing about our candles. We put the highest amount of fragrance load in it. And so you're going to smell our stuff without having to burn it. And so people smell it and say they love it and they come to our booth and spend money. And so that that um, that is a great thing. We also have a couple retail spots in Waco. Yeah. Um, we work with Mission Waco Fair Trade Center. Um, they have a little store in their back. Um, and then uh, we partner with Saronia. Um, we also partner with Pinewood and um, Community Chai. Um, so yeah, we're we're we are we want to be a part of the community and be a part of like different niches inside of it and see what works and. Um, so far, Pinewood is amazing for us. Um, we love those guys over there uh, and the vibe and everything. And so and the customers seem to love us. Yeah, no, and I think that's a, a big thing to as an entrepreneur is just testing it out, see mm. what uh, works for you. But you brought up a really good point as far as building a brand and setting that. And I think a lot of different, you know, entrepreneurs try to establish and lay that foundation uh, so what different things has Symphony does done to like really try to establish that brand for their customers? When you hear Symphony, like what does your customers think? How do they relate to that? Yeah, um, well, I guess let me tell the origin story of how I came to the name Symphony. Um, for one, there's a beautiful Marvin Gaye song called Symphony. It's like uh, I think it was redone by a DJ, like a newer DJ. So he remastered it and added some some more um, instrumentation to it. So I love it because I love old school, but then, you know, I love new spins and stuff. And so um, I was one day I had my, my earphones on, um, you know, the beats. They, they, they put you in this atmosphere. And so yeah, I, I put it on and I'm just like listening to the song and I'm like, bro, I love this. And I was already trying to figure out, again, what I wanted to do with uh, my business. And, like, just that song and the atmosphere was, like, something beautiful to me. And so I was like, man, what if I could do that with a product, right? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, fragrances are really key to creating atmospheres. And so, um, and I also asked myself, what can I do well, what am I a consumer of already that um, I feel like I can do, I can make better, and I don't have to have a ton of information or uh, financial backing in order to break into the industry. And so um, starting a candle company was one of those options, and so that's what I went for. But of course, you know, always starting something based on convenience is not the best thing to do. Um, so... From there, and I thought it was going to be super easy to break into, right? But it's science. It's a lot of science. Goes into it. But yeah, um, so from learning the the process and then taking um, taking the name, um, basically, the idea behind the name is because I'm sorry, I'm getting lost in my words. Um, basically, symphony means you know what it is. It's it's, it's a bunch of you know, people, you know, orchestra, right? You know, there are a bunch of different inf instruments um, playing different notes. And, you know, there's a conductor and they're orchestrating, right? And they're making a beautiful sound when they're working together. And so I think that life can be like that. And that's what we try to do when we try to create those atmospheres, right? 
um, where we're working to be our best or we just want to relax really well, whatever the atmosphere that we want, um, that's, that, that's what we can do when we, you know, have our cue um, to light a candle or, you know, whatever your thing is, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I mean, yeah. creating atmospheres, that matters. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. So that's what um, I think symphony can be. Because like, life can be a lot with a lot of moving pieces, good and bad, right? And so, but if you can imagine all of those things working harmoniously together, then that's a symphony, right? And so that's what life can be when we set that cue up, you know, we light that candle, we put on that music, and we just let all of life's moving pieces kind of just like morph into something beautiful. And so that's our goal. And so that's why I went with the name Symphony. And I love music, of course. So it's just like, and it's crazy the similarities that I didn't know before then, because, you know, there's notes in music, but then there's also notes and um, fragrance. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, there's a bottom note, top note, and middle note. And, so and, and what's cool about your story, Elijah, is it's, you know, yes, you're selling a product, but you're also selling like a moment, mm-hmm. right, for people in mm-hmm. an atmosphere, right? Really yeah. encompassing that memory. And it's just like with scents and smells, mm-hmm. it takes people back. It yeah, yeah. makes them go down journey, you yeah. know. <laughs> like, so, yeah, you mentioned that you had some hard time breaking in. What would you say the challenges were that you had to overcome um man the the good thing about or the crazy thing about candles is timing timing is really key temperature is really key um i'm not very patient in the most uh, for the most part um and so i can get distracted with stuff and so but with candle making timing is everything um and so um and also being precise with pouring because like literally you add a little too much of a certain fragrance to this other fragrance and then it's not the same fragrance mm-hmm. and so it's that's a beautiful thing also because then you wind up creating something that you didn't mean to and it's you know something beautiful can come out of that yeah. but um man like everything it's a learning process so um just this whole thing has been an experiment right um learning just business overall um it has been an experiment and just um this past summer i can tell you was a little bit of a hardship for us just because um you know depending on we're really dependent on people showing up to markets and so um markets didn't perform well because you know it was super hot and you know people were concerned about the recession so with that was two combination of things i mean our retail stores were still they were doing okay um, luckily, we have those, um, but um, just people showing up in the heat just was one of the things that now we know. We're like, okay, people are not going to, uh, and, and the, the, the unfortunate thing is, you know, because we're going to markets, we have to pay for markets in advance. And so they don't really give you your money back just because <laughs> they had a bad day, you know, and, or you had a bad day. So um, that was a little bit of... Um, a learning um learned lesson this summer uh but fall it's gonna be amazing yeah no, be, fall will be really yeah 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 so I'm, I'm looking forward to that and um and also just talking to other candle makers i'm i'm a i'm really great at asking questions from people who it seems like they have information um and so um i was talking to other candle makers and they were like yeah summer is not the best time for us so just know that and i was like all right cool so now i know um, and so from there, um, that's, that is allowing me to think about um, where we should be 
um, headed towards next. Um, and so not as much after we, I feel like once we get to a certain amount of followers or once we get to a certain amount of um, transactions with uh, people, I think that um, we're going to try to promote more to them yes. to come to us. Yeah, could, could you actually explain your marketing approach? It's actually super interesting. Um, you have TikTok, Instagram. What's your main platform? Insta- Instagram is our main platform. Um, and also just word of mouth is our main platform. So you go. Uh, we, um, I wanted to go really, really old school for this, for this year in order to um, get proof of concept. You know, because you can be really flashy and people can buy something once from you, right? But the whole thing about doing markets and getting word of mouth and then just also um, just getting seeing the personal interaction between you and the customer um, is is really key in finding proof of concept and finding that, you know, things actually work. So we're going to lean into TikTok. Um, like, that's where we're going now. We're going more into, you know, the online space. Um we have our website, but we're going to, uh, we're not finished with it yet. So this fall, we will be launching the website uh, and we'll, you know, do the Instagram store. Uh, but I will not be a TikTok. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just not me. Um, you know, it's a lot. Um, so I will pay someone. I would delegate. And that's the really good part. Uh, I know a lot of creatives who like works wonders in yeah. that area. And so... I'm a big collaborator. I love collaborating because, um, you know, beautiful things can come from just two miles working together. So I'm going to collaborate with some people who I've already uh, had conversations with and who I have relationships with. And, and you know, anybody who comes along um, yeah. and has that ability um, possibly could collaborate with them to, you know, get into those spaces because they already have a foothold in there. So That's good you're able to recognize the things that you like and maybe don't like as much as far mm-hmm. as maybe the TikTok side and marketing. I know for me, I can be a control freak, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes, but I think it's good to be able to, hey, you know, delegate different, you know, power other places. That way you can focus more on, you know, what you like doing, what you know you're good at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You brought up earlier that you know you ask a lot of questions and for our listeners can you tell us like more how much value that gets because i think a lot of people starting out that's one of the big kind of hesitations is they don't know where to look or Mm -hmm. what to ask or even to get the courage to ask yeah 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 um man uh let's go back to that real old school saying closed mouths do not get fed Mm -hmm. so you have to ask questions in order to get to the next stuff and like books books is i brought provide a lot of answers right um so i would say start there and then also i mean i'm I'm also super comfortable my wife thinks i'm crazy i'm super comfortable <laughs> with like walking into a stranger like hey what do you think about this and you know um and hopefully like hopefully i'm not being weird but like do you like this do you like the way this smell um just because i know off guard and really like cold communication is the best way to get, you know, people's, like, true, true um, feelings about something, you know, often. So, um, and I, like, I don't mind asking questions and getting harsh realities because I'm the type of person is, I want to know where I am. If I suck, let me know I suck because it's going to help me because I'm not going to take it personal and be like, I suck, right? It's like, oh, currently I am sucking at something. And so 
let me let me start where I am and then build from there. And so, um, you know, that's the difference between infinite and um, finite thinking. And so I'm a very infinite thinking. And so I just want to know where I am so I can build from there. Definitely. And so yes, the, um, that's, that's, that's really important because if you don't ask the right questions or not even there's no such thing as the right question because, you know, your question can lead you to another question that makes you closer to that better question that gets you more access to information. So, I mean, I think it's don't shy away from it. Even if you sound completely dumb, I've sound, I, I can sound dumb a lot, you know, but that'll get me to the right answer. Then one day somebody's going to ask me a question and I'm going to be able to answer that question correctly. And I'm going to look really smart. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's just the, the way I am. I don't mind, you know, being uncomfortable with the truth. And not just asking families and friends who are going to tell you your product's amazing, right? Yeah, but yeah, asking yeah. strangers, yeah. like you said, and really testing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. What would you say your production is like, like the culture uh, of your team? How, is, how does that work? I got you. So, you know, since we're super small, it's me and my wife. Um, I have, you know, family members come help me out every once in a while. But it's really laid back to the I um, and the way of just, again, we, we're no, we know that we're trying to build something, right? And we want something that, um, um, that has longevity. So... Um, the coaches get get it done um, and just know that it's tough now but you know it'll get you know we hope easier over time and um, and what I would imagine when we start getting employees um, I want the coaches to be a very loving and very community um, just built on community and built on communication just like adding value to everyone um and not just um just the company's bottom line you know so every person is important and every i will look at every employee as a collaborator that's really important because because they have value and you've obviously hired them for a reason or you chose them to be your partner for a reason and so everything is a collaboration because i'm smart you know but the smartest thing is knowing that you don't have all the answers and like someone has a better idea than you. And so that's the that's the thing about, you know, that makes business better is there's always somebody who's doing something better. And so you can adjust and stuff like that. And so I would bring that environment into the, the business, you know, that that we all can help each other grow in different areas. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think, yeah, having that inclusive environment so where everybody's collaborating as a team to really help set that platform and build Symphony for a long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've heard a lot about Symphony and, you know, how it's grown up here in Waco. You mentioned having long-term goals. Kind of what does that look like? And I know that's something that you and your wife are working out as y'all look ahead, but could you just touch on that a little bit? So... Long-term goals and just even outside of Symphony. Symphony is an experiment for me. Symphony is for me to learn how to do business and make all the mistakes that I can right now and then build a great infrastructure so then I can duplicate and apply to the other businesses that I want to do. Um, I originally, like I said, I wanted to do a clothing company. Um, I was also, at the same time when I was debating doing Symphony, there was another company I was thinking about doing and it was home goods company um you know that makes you know uh, i love organic and clean stuff so um 
I wanted to make like home sprays, you know, disinfectants and different things like that. But I was like, I felt like maybe if I learned once when I learned candles, I can, you know, and I get the funding necessary to launch those things, I'll be able to do that. So, um, but my overall goal is to create a bunch of different social enterprises. And um, for people who don't know what that means, you know, that's a business that um, pretty much is built on solving social issues, right? Um, sort of like a nonprofit, but it's for profit. Um, like, you know, but it's, it solves problems on this way up, you know? Um, and so that's my whole mindset of business. I want to be able to, um, and one of my, my, my company's original vision statement was, um, I want to create a company that benefits with people. That's what my overall goal is, um, is to be able to create those businesses that create those opportunities and those challenges to business and make good business better. And so, yeah, I think we see that a lot with, you know, here in Waco, you know, different students, they have their different startup companies and Elijah, you know, Symphony is a way for you to reach, you know, further long term goals. And right now it just seems like, you know, going with the current, wherever the flow takes you. And if Symphony is able to, you know, whether you grow that, sell that off, mm -hmm. franchise it, who knows the long term goals, but to use that as a means to ultimately get where you want to go. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. Uh, Elijah, what advice would you give to student entrepreneurs who are just starting out or have ideas? Um, it's it's going to sound really crazy, but it's super important. I think that a lot of people miss the mark on it. Um, dream. Dreaming is the most important thing any human being can do, right? I think, um, again, this part of the reason why the world is in a position that it's in is because not enough people are dreaming. And we're leaving it up to big companies to to do the innovation for us and make life easier for us. But I think that, you know, a lot of our problems in the world is not solved because not enough people are just taking the time to dream. And like, it's really important to hear people knows and then understand that their no is a limit of their understanding and not yours. And so I think it's really important that you shake that off and keep dreaming and dream so beyond even your understanding and then work backwards from there. It's like, it's, I know it's crazy. It's like, man, you're supposed to be giving business advice. This is life advice on steroids with business. And, uh, you know, um, I think that it's really important that we dream the biggest, the people who we love, who we look up to in the business industry are all dreamers. And if we don't dream Sadly, other people will, we will be, you know, living other people's dreams. And so I just think that that's really important that entrepreneurs like lean into those ideas that seem impossible, you know, because the cell phone, again, was once upon a time, like what we can, <laughs> I can see you and you're not right in front of me. Like, you know, that's, that's a crazy idea. And so I think that you have to lean on the side of craziness in order to make a big difference. Now, if you want to blend in and you just want to collect some money here and there, then don't dream, right? Um, there are some things that are already set up for you. You see it on TikTok. You see it on Instagram. Those, you know, oh, buy this course and I'm going to show you how to do this. Yeah, there are plenty of opportunities to do those things. And if, you if that's what you want, you can do that. But I think entrepreneurs, you have the responsibility 
to dream beyond. And then once when you dream, the, the second most important thing is collaboration. You know, there, this whole, the our whole life is a collaboration, no matter what, you know. We got to, we decided to, you know, when you decided to drive here, you were on the street with someone else. And so y'all were collaborating at the moment, whether you know it or not, because, you know, y'all was on the same street. So either you're going to knock that person out of the way or you're going to decide to do it safe and collaborate and, you know, stay in your lane and, you know, but keep each other in, um, safe. And so I think that that's what we can do with business um, in a way of we can, you know, um, collaborate and make even more beautiful things that is beyond yes. our own dreams because I'm a dreamer for sure. But the practical things, I'm going to lean on people. Um, and I'm going to put other people in place to help me come to and get to those spots. I mean, you look at um, Thomas Edison, you know, like literally everyone's like, oh, he's brilliant. But yeah, he thought about this, but he had a whole camp of people, a whole facility of people who was helping those ideas come to life. And so that's the testament of being a dreamer, but then also knowing to collaborate with other people and make those dreams come true and Again, the wildest and the most beautiful things will be able to come true because yes. we collaborated and we dreamed first. Though. Yes. Yeah. Going off of that, did you have a mentor through all of this? Um. Yeah. Constantly, I'm always finding mentors. Um. um for one, again, I love to read, um, and I love to. I mean, I listen to um, T.D. Jakes. Um, he is, you know, sure he's in the he's a uh, bishop, but. Um, but he also is like really practical and he's a, he's a dreamer himself and just like looking at him uh, my brother worked for him personally so it's somewhere got close to him and um, just to see just like his growth and be like oh man that's that's, that's one of my big mentors just to see um, him make stuff happen um, I have a couple a couple of local mentors um, um, as far as dreaming my father um, just always was a dreamer and I always wanted to make stuff happen that was beyond other people's understanding. So I've always looked up to that. Um, but yeah, books, I stand on what they say, like they say, um, I stand on the shoulder of giants. And so when you, when you, when you do that, you, the way to do that is you read, they, they wrote this down. And so you just take in the information and, you know, um, but yeah, so yeah, um, well, you heard it from Elijah, just dream and collaborate, and really those big ideas can make progression as they have with Symphony. Well, Elijah, where can our listeners find more out about Symphony Candle? Um, definitely on our Instagram. Um, we have a Facebook also, but I know people don't really get on Facebook. So, like, you know, and face, Instagram has made it super easy, so, you know, you can just um, duplicate everything from there. So, um yeah, you can find us on there, and our website should be up this fall, and so you'll get to read our mission statement, and you get to see the cool things that we have planned um, on, it will be, I guess if you follow us on Instagram at Symphony Candle Co., um, we will be updating you guys about the website, and most likely the website will be called symphonycandleco.com, um, and so yeah. So we're looking forward. Well, thank you, Elijah, for coming out and telling us some more about your story. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you so much. We thank enjoyed having you. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. And yeah, let's see me in a year, you know? It's only up from here. Awesome. That was great.